Today's episode is brought to you by Zola. To start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to zola.com slash brain candy. It though, even though it's not baseball season, it oh, would, we that's could, right. you know what? Well, we yeah. could like say that you were doing Santa. Oh, okay. Oh, I would be different for Santa. <laughs> what would you do? Hello, Susie. <laughs> yeah, you sound like ho, Ross ho, Geller's ho, Christmas ho. armadillo. Oh, actually, you're probably right. That was not good. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, hello. It's one of those things where like I'm better in my head that I am in real life, kind of like rollerblading. <laughs> That's not true. I think that you're a master of disguise with your voice. Oh, well, sometimes only if I'm trying to pretend to be like, you know, a weird Russian guy. <laughs> That's your, that is your best work, but yeah, I think you best work. <laughs> Estonian, Estonian. That's what we decided. I wonder what kind of Santa they have there. Probably somebody oh. drunk. That's, yeah. that's my interpretation. Yeah. Mm. It's probably like written into the fairy tales like they do. Now that you're like off school for a minute, how do you feel? Yeah. Like, d- does it make a difference in your emotional state? Uh, no, because I just replace being busy with school stuff with busy with something else. Landon was like, okay, you're <laughs> off school. Now, remember how last time you were off school, all you did was run around like a crazy person and stay up till two o'clock in the morning doing Christmas decorations. Okay, well, mm-hmm. we're not going to do that. So let's try to schedule some self-care. So he's like my... Uh, uh, Your life, life coach. coach. <laughs> yes, like accountability coach. Well, so what do you think you'll do then to recover from the semester? Oh, probably absolutely none of that. And same old, same old. Decorations. Like <laughs> yeah, decorations. I'm already thinking about what the next project is. Here's what I want to know, because so, I saw that you went to uh, Club 33 in Disneyland, oh which God, is like yes. super exclusive and mysterious. Yes. Magical. And I just want to know what the hell is going on in there. Is it like the Mason Club where like you can't tell? The Ma- no, the I feel like you can. And then some people were like, oh my God, don't post anything. They'll flag it and take it down. No, they told us that the only thing you couldn't take pictures of were people like, yeah. uh, you know, celebrities who were there. Yeah. And there weren't any, yeah. which is I mean, except, you know, well, you, the brain candy podcast, present company excluded, present company excluded. <laughs> uh, and, uh, that I couldn't take any in the bathrooms, which like makes sense because who wants that? Even though the bathrooms, the best part. Yeah. See, that's annoying to me. I love a no, bathroom selfie. Right. And there was nobody in there, but every now and then somebody like comes in to clean and like they, I feel like they've got cameras and everything in Disneyland. They're like watching you. I don't know. Every move. Yeah, for sure. Was yeah. it all it's hyped up to be or is the hype the whole thing? No, point? it really is. It's the, It feels very exclusive to be at a place where you know that there are millions of people going in and out all the time and this not they can't get into. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, it's the, you know, one of the most popular tourist destinations, but you can't get in right there. So that made it kind of cool. And the service is exceptional. The food was fantastic. I was really blown away. Like it was really perfectly executed. Perfectly Disney. Yeah. Perfectly Disney. Is it also yes. like a nightclub though or what? 
Uh, not they have. Okay, so they have like a members lounge mm-hmm. where how you can get in. Well, you have to have a membership or you have to be invited by somebody who is a member. They have to make you a reservation, and or I don't know, you get like a code or something. I don't. I have no idea. Land and handle that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you get access to the restaurant, but there's one area that's like a members only lounge. Where you can only go if the member is with you. You're accompanied by that person. Goodness, okay. Yeah, and that's where like the secret magic is. I think you didn't go in. That's there. like the exclusive. I you couldn't. I'm like that. I'm like not. I don't. What if the they do? They ask you us. at the door like, "What's your member number or something?" No, they have like I well. It's like I a secret know. handshake. They, yeah, there was a long check-in process. Like we oh, waited. God. I don't know if that's part of it. Right. Or if that's just like to add to the totally. I don't know, whatever, you know? So like you'd go, you're downstairs in this, what looks like a hotel lobby, but very tiny, like a European hotel lobby. And, uh, they have like a little check-in counter and then you wait in this, um, like open atrium where they have like a pretty staircase and this beautiful tree. And I think sometimes the stairs are open and that's how you walk up there and it's all gorgeous and glamorous because it's like spiral staircase. But it was raining, so no staircase. We had to take the elevator. Oh, wow. Also beautiful. But um, <laughs> so beautiful. it was. They made a big deal. Like it gave us a whole little speech about the elevator and who designed it and all this. Oh, it's my very God. Fancy. Like everything is like super fancy and all that. Okay. So then you wait and you get like a, a cup of tea or some water and like warm hand towels. And then they have somebody escort you upstairs. And then they have somebody else escort you to your table. And it's like, you know, all very formal. It's a lot of escorting. And, oh, my God. This is my favorite part, which I just want to start doing like at my house for people because I think it's the most adorable thing ever. But they had a purse cushion. A purse cushion. Yeah, this adorable little tuft that they brought out. That's kind of like a, uh, kind of like a foot, like a f- ottoman that you'd foot, or like, but tinier, like a little Come footstool. On. But, and it was for my purse. I was like, this is the cutest. And was and it on it, the floor or on a chair? It felt like Little Miss Muffet should be sitting on this. Oh lord, that is. I so loved it. Cute. Yeah, I know. I was super into it. And Susie, you would have been into it. Oh, yeah. I know I, it. I definitely would. I'm just trying to make sure I have the picture right. So it's on the yes. floor okay, so and imagine... it prevents your bag from being on the floor. Yes. Yeah. And thank old Victorian, like, uh, you know, those, the like the legs of chairs that kind of curl yeah, back yeah, and yeah. they look kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like that with a little rounded, not very well you know, done, beautiful, like little striped, you know, kind of in that style of the, the little bakery. That's not bakery. What is it? Like the, it's like the, the, what is that area that's right next to Pirates of the Caribbean? And it's like got the clam chowder, New Orleans, <laughs> like the New Orleans market, like that kind of thing. It sounds really great. It is all oh, about the so details, cute. isn't it? It is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're like going to get some of those. Maybe that's the word I was looking for. You're going to go on Etsy and go into like the uh, <sighs> purse. What do they call it? Purse something? Purse. T- what do they call cushion? it? Cushion? A purse cushion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Would you like a purse cushion? And I was like, looked at Landon. You and I bet was like, your yes, ass I, I do. <laughs> yes, I would. And I was like, I'm not turning down anything. They could offer me anything right now. And I, like, I was like, I don't know what that is, but I'll take it. Wow. And then when it came out, I was like, okay, that's so much cuter than I thought it was going to be. Yes, I'll put my purse on that. Dang, this sounds great. And then your purse doesn't get messed up. Right. They, they so. should also get like shoe cushions and that way your Rothy's wouldn't get messed up. 
Ooh. But you know what? If they did get messed up, whatevs, because you can just throw those bad boys <laughs> in the wash and they come out bright as new. That is such a good point. Rothy's are so cute. Have you guys gotten yours yet? I'm a now, I used to love the, the flat the best, but now I'm a sneaker girl all the way. Have you? I need those. You still. have to I get have, them, Sarah. I know. I don't know what I'm waiting for. They're so I need to get cute. Get the pointed toe black shoes too. I should just order those for myself. Christmas present. I got a um, defective milk at the store, unbeknownst to me. And when I was moving it around my refrigerator, it spilled everywhere because it basically no. like fell apart all over don't my cry. Rothies. And it was no problemo because I just threw them in the wash, and they're good as new. <laughs> But I mean, that would ruin most pairs of shoes if you got milk all over them. Yes. Anyway, if you're doing your holiday shopping and you're running around, you should grab a pair of Rothy's because they're stylish and they're comfortable and they're sustainable as well. They're like made out of plastic bottles for Pete's sake. And it's just great for life on the go. They're classic, stylish, comfortable. They have a bunch of different styles. Like I said, sneaker is my new favorite. Meghan Markle was wearing them on her Australian tour, and now they're flying off the shelves. But you can still get yours. We love our Rothy's. We know you will, too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for our listeners. Use code BRAINCANDY to get free shipping with no minimum. Free shipping, free exchanges, and returns on your Rothy's shoe. And trust me, you won't return them. Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com, and enter Brain Candy to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. No-brainer shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable, and free shipping. Get yourself a pair today. Rothys.com, promo code Brain Candy. Get the deal while it lasts. Yeah, man. Um, okay. Did you hear this story about... I'm, like, skeptical. I'm kind of an asshole about it. Okay, okay. Frankie Muniz. Do you know Frankie Muniz from, like, uh, Malcolm yeah. in the Middle? And he was now on recently like Dancing with the Stars or Dancing with the Stars, one of the versions. And he, you know how they do like, what's your best year? And then you do a dance about it. (laughs) Do you ever watch the show? I did not know that (laughs) That because I'm not familiar, (laughs) but I see how they enjoy themes like that. So that (laughs) doesn't surprise me. So usually like the star will talk about like, I was on, uh, Growing oh, pains yeah. or whatever, right. and so then we can like get to know them, <laughs> yeah. and there's still backstory, and now we have feelings. Yeah. So Frankie Muniz did his, and he said this year was his most memorable because I think he's like engaged and he's just feeling happy or whatever. But then he like kind of throws in this weirdness where he says a lot of people would think Malcolm in the Middle would be like my most memorable time, but to be honest, I can't remember any of it because. I've had nine concussions and a bunch of mini strokes, and I have no what? working memory. What? 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 He just threw that in there? He did, it in that, but without enough explanation. This seems... Oh, God. My instinct is to say drug-related, but I hate to be like that. Mm. I don't know why I feel like it... Ooh, I think there's definitely something more to the story because... Well, now I'm going to have to Google this. Did You didn't do any sort of deep deep diving and digging into this? <laughs> no. I just watched the video and just felt like, uh, can I get some more info? Because he's. it's not as if he can't remember anything. It's not amnesia. It's like he'll be like, mm. yeah, my girlfriend writes down every day what we did because otherwise I'd forget. Like, And I'd hate to think, like, I forgot that I went to Australia with her. Come on. Okay. What? What? And it's not just about old memories. He's implying that it's also about current stuff. What is that? And it just says, okay, so I, I just see here, mm -hmm, quick, quick search, (laughs) google.com. 
Thank you. Uh, it just said that he had his first concussion at age seven while playing goalie in a soccer game. Okay. And then he had, like, during peewee football, and he raced some cars in his early 20s, and he had nine concussions. Yeah, but what about those yeah. mini strokes? What's that from? Oh, he he suffers from TIAs. What the hell is that, Yeah, though? it's like a temporary clot or blockage in the brain that can come after having head injuries. Oh, Ooh. okay. Yeah. Well, at any rate, he basically can't remember being on Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, wait. Oh. Quest, wait, <laughs> Question wait. Mark. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it, it says, by that, like, he went to the ER, blah, blah, blah. By that point, I already had nine concussions, but concussions don't usually correlate with TIAs. Oh. The doctors did every test. A lot of times, TIAs, there's a small hole in the heart that causes it. What? Clots go to the brain. You have a mini stroke. I don't have that hole. Okay, he doesn't. Uh-oh. He said he gave up trying to get answers. Ooh, when he realized it was from his about. crack use. <laughs> okay, what is that? What? I don't remember going to the Emmys. What? Okay. Que- we've got questions. This this is mysterious. Hmm. It is. And it's, I need more. Like, Ugh. what? how much can you remember and not remember? Is it all gone? Because that's amnesia. Come on. No, TIAs, those are like mini, it's almost like when you have a seizure. Yeah. And you wouldn't remember that brief period of time. Yeah. But so- that's weird <laughs> that it's, oh my God, this is... Is he not going to... He's this freaking actor. Like, you've got... Don't you have, like... That's really good health insurance. I mean, his advice about it was... Go to every neurosurgeon. (laughs) I liked his advice, which was that now he can live in the moment and he doesn't care if he remembers it later. It's all about enjoying it at that time, which I think is really cool. But I was still like, what? Hmm. (laughs) I'm, I have, this is, this is strange. He's like so young. Like TIAs are what my grandmother had when she was like 96. Yeah. But then could she not remember like her whole years of her life as a result? No, no, no. that's not weird. as a result. No, no, I wouldn't be. Cause that, that's not how it would work. I don't think it wouldn't be like, you don't, when, when you lose memories, you don't lose like clusters of memories. That's what I'm thinking. It, it's not like it's either episode like you either lose yes. from in the back or you lose from here forward or you lose the short yes. term or you lose the long term. It's not like, oh, I lost the memory of this moment and I lost the memory of this moment. There yeah. must have been something that happened during that time where he was having an inability to form memories. So some damage in the hippocampus. Or the limbic system. I'm super skeptical and cynical. I'm just like, I think he's overstating this problem. <laughs> and part of me thinks that maybe this is not like, I wonder if he's saying it's a TIA or if they've actually documented no, it to be No, I that. don't think so because he said in the interview, he goes, I haven't really asked doctors about it. <laughs> okay. I think this is more a panic attack. Oh, I think this is stress-related, especially because it happened at the Emmys. Like, I think when you're oh, you go when into, he's under like, high stress, trauma panic mode, and you're under high stress, then what really does happen is you have the inability to form mm-hmm, memories mm-hmm. because that's what they have. It's the fight, flight, or freeze. Trauma, yeah. Like it's trauma. Well, so he, I think wait. what he's dealing with is a trauma response, and there's some sort of like serious social anxiety going on. 
Well, wait till he finds out he was on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my God. Wait till he finds out he did a whole interview with Entertainment Weekly about his (laughs) mysterious illness. Right. And now we think he's a drug addict. Yeah. I mean, now I don't think... Now now I'm nixing the drugs thing. And now I think that this is more like social anxiety. And this is like a... a, But, you know, again, not a doctor. Not even a freaking licensed therapist over here. Just an amateur. Yeah, we're just talking as humans, aren't we? I just took my last final, so I'm like real cocky. <laughs> You're always cocky. I know. Who so are true. we kidding? Oh my god, that leads me into my uh, something I have to talk to you about. Okay, oh, hold Seuss. that thought. We got to talk about something that's even more important, which is how everyone should be brushing their teeth with a quip toothbrush. Ooh. I didn't brush my teeth this morning. <laughs> you I just did not. You have morning breath? I was breath? really rushing. Oh, and now my mouth feels kind of weird. Oh, God, I think, that's oh. great. We might have Hope to pause have so she can... <laughs> Everybody that you're thinking of, like, what could I get them a little something extra that would be a great stocking stuffer? This was on Oprah's O-List, so we know it's fantastic. Quip is an electric toothbrush that makes brushing better. It makes it more chic. It's easy to travel with. It mounts to your mirror. You can get all different colors. Best of all, though, is that it has these vibrations, so it tells you when to switch sides. And they send you refills on the heads every three months, which, as you know, I've turned into like a whole ritual of like cleansing. And it's my favorite part of owning it. Yeah, you did tell me. You're like, just wait till you get to clean it. (laughs) It changes everything. Um, But it's such a great toothbrush and it looks so great in your bathroom or easy to travel with. That's why we love Quip and why we think Quip is a great gift as well. Um, And they have over 5,000 verified five-star reviews, including one from Oprah. So what more do you want? Quip looks like a big ticket tech gift with a stocking stuffer price starting at just 25 bucks. And if you go to getquip.com slash brain candy, right now you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush but you don't have to tell your giftee that that's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash brain candy i cannot wait to hear your story let's hear it uh oh you got me thinking that's how stocking stuffers are my favorite part of christmas i I, this is something i associate with you how you had stocking yeah you told landon like listen buddy (laughs) he probably mess it up this year love stockings and you like put deodorant and stuff in there it's real weird I do, like, I don't know, I put everything, like, it's real fun. And then sometimes, you know, fun stuff. I did it for my brothers, put some poopery in there. The poopery? <laughs> yeah. Tell me the story, I'm dying. Okay, 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 okay. This is, I am so equally fascinated. Okay, okay, oh my gosh, let's see. I just want to hear your take. So, you know about the five big personality types? Yes, I do. Yeah, so there's extroversion, um, openness to experience, uh, agreeableness, conscientiousness, and oh, what's the other one? Neuroticism. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. that has been like the blueprint for personality types, you know, yes. and people have been, but all studies that have ever been done are kind of limited with like every study with sample size and like collection method and all this stuff. Uh, well, Thanks to the internet, researchers at Northwestern were able to sample 1.5 million people for this study, and they categorized personality types, 
and found out through narrowing them down first into, I think it was like 16 subgroups. And then from that, they determined that everybody fits into one of four categories now. What? Yeah. Okay. And this is, oh gosh, now I have to find the list of the exact four. I am... Uh, that's a yes, lot of people but to... wait till you hear okay, okay, what okay. they are oh my god oh my god oh my god wait where did why I, like, is it blowing your mind give me that info because what once you hear the last one you're gonna be like oh gosh okay so let me see let me okay here they are okay so you fall into one of these four categories you're either average <laughs> re- right that's the what the majority of people fall into this category of just regular (laughs) norms i knew you're gonna love this because you're like all i want is for my kid to be average well steady show chances are good odds are odds are he's going to it says average people are high in neuroticism and extroversion while low in openness yes and this is the most common personality okay i'm into it so neurotic a little bit extroverted, but not very open to new things. Okay, I'm into this. Go ahead. Next. And this is 1.5 million people and freaking Northwestern University. These aren't just like, you know, this isn't like that right. random college down the street who sampled like right. their student body. Right. Okay. The next one is reserved. The reserved okay. type is emotionally stable, but not open or neurotic. They're not particularly extroverted but are somewhat agreeable and conscientious. Okay. I think your husband falls into this type. Definitely. Agreeable, conscientious, yes. Stable. Next, yeah. Yes, are role models. Role models what score low in neuroticism and high in all other traits. They're good leaders, dependable and open to new ideas. Okay. I'm dying and about the last what the one, one is. Self-centered. Oh my god. Self-centered Once I heard the people, first three, I'm like, well, I know I'm the fourth. What? Oh, self, self-centered people score very high in extroversion, Fuck. below average in openness, oh agreeableness, my. and conscientiousness. So if you're not very open, not very agreeable, but very extroverted, what is, chances you, are Can good. you define conscientious, though, in that case? Conscientious is like caring for others or putting others needs before your own oh okay yeah and i think you know that's more like i think like a lot of us are pretty i'm pretty high in the neuroticism oh so what do you think you are oh gosh i think i probably i think maybe well the best thing about this list and what it said is that character types these are not fixed throughout life and you can do things to change them and how they know this is because and what they used as the bar to test if this um if this held up and and this accounted for different like demographics and different genders and things like that is they tested against groups that tend to be really highly self-centered and the number one group what do you think the group is that's the highest most self-centered group you mean like group like is it women men white people yeah like age we're talking gender and age group uh women oh no wait i'm changing that that's a really hard question oh yeah oh this is so fun i guess (laughs) i guess white men that's what we'll always say but what is it well it's good you're you're close it's teenage boys oh they're the most those assholes yeah. 
Yeah. So they tested against teenage boys who tend to rate the most self-centered. And Jeez. sure enough, they, it works. And they're the group that's most... Um, Where did you read this? I am so obsessed and need more. Okay. I read it at... Uh, like the link came up in some sort of psychology, you know thing okay. that i get so, subscribed we'll to put it but in the it's newsletter. at I, i'll put the newsletter in because i have a youtube video about it okay so northwestern is doing a whole thing on it so you can go to news.northwestern.edu oh and it'll take you right there but i'll also link i'll send it to delia right in the second i have a youtube video that's by the researchers that talk all about this and what it wow. means and the test and how these things like play out and well Oh, conscientiousness, the tendency to be careful on time for appointments, to follow rules, and to be hardworking. Yeah, because that's, I identify most with that trait, but I, I, that doesn't fit with the self-centered thing, which, you know, most reality people would be. I feel like I'm, you and I are like high on conscientiousness, high on extroversion, Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yes, we are. Yeah. Uh... I feel like I'm high on agreeableness. But we, do you feel like you're high on agreeableness? We no, no, I'm t- I'm the opposite of agreeable. I okay. f- that's why I'm saying I fit the self-centered one, except for I am conscientious. I'm always on time. I'm very hardworking. All that. Yeah. See, it feels like there's like. <clears throat> but the fact know, that we keep wanting to talk about outliers. ourselves probably means we're in. <laughs> no joke. I know. I'm like. The, all I want to do is talk about me. That's like awful. What is that about? And like it didn't, you know how we always talk about how like, well, not always, but in the past we've discussed how sometimes reality television can be bad for people who are on the narcissistic side because it validates all of their mm-hmm. like delusions they think they're of grandeur. Special, yeah. And uh, I feel like uh, we uh, went ahead and did that with uh, 200 and uh, something episodes. <laughs> Oh yeah, this is episode two eighty one. I should have said sorry, that. Sorry, not sorry. Well, I, if anyone else is interested in this subject, I really do recommend. And I've mentioned this book recently as well. It's called The Personality Brokers. Um, I don't know how to say the author's name. I think it's Merv Emery, but she. It's the strange history of the Myers Briggs and the birth of personality testing. It's just a really deep dive into the history of this um, study of personality and how it uh, it's Carl Carl Jung's sort of mm-hmm. the father of it and how it's been marketed now as this weird money making kind of like scheme almost but it's we all have this urge to know more about ourselves so yeah. it really plays into like the kind of ugliness of humanity in a way you know who uh the research was funded by was one gift from like a private family. I met Mac and Leslie McQuan. I don't know who they are. Um, but the other people who supported it, the department of defense and army research office and the national science foundation. Interesting. Right. And I really like that Northwestern added who funded it. And that's interesting. I feel like those are two, like yeah. the National Science Foundation oh, yeah. and the Department of Defense and Army Research Office. That sounds like this. there's something to this. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I look forward to reading the or Ooh. watching the full video or whatever because that's like... Dude. I don't know. Four. Do you think this is a way... Okay. Ooh. I'm going to go and get all Black Mirror on you right now. Okay. Okay. Do you think that this is a way... Like, you know how everything's about data collection... 
and you can tell by yeah, a person's shopping right. habits and what they look for and what they research and what they're reading and all this stuff. Um, you can pick up personality traits and you can look at things like extroversion yeah. and openness and things like that. And do you think this is almost a way of categorizing and sorting people yep. to then be able to say, this is what we're going to market to these people. This is the kind of news we're going to drive to these people. What the actual F that could be <laughs> really. I mean, I don't think I'm off base with saying that. No, it could. All things like this could be used towards bad ends. That's for I sure. I mean, if they're, if they're marketing me like feminine hygiene products in and around my period. Right, right. Like, they know Why wouldn't up. they be able to? Yeah. Why wouldn't they be able to like do oh the ooh, well i noticed department the, of defense way, and research office speaking of feminine stuff i noticed you were uh using the hers site to buy some bc birth control oh, i'm on it right now took it this morning keeping <laughs> consistent with taking it at the same time every day i and I, oh my gosh go ahead go ahead no first i have to say it comes <laughs> in an adorable hologram pouch that makes it really fun and i it also is bright and shimmery and i don't forget See, that's the thing. I well, and I was impressed watching you sign up for it because the hers site allows you. You can get um, anti-aging skin products. You can get birth control. You can get stuff for libido. They have really awesome stuff. But watching you do it and how easy it was for you to just like so simple as compared to going to your doctor. And then I the doctor emailed me and he's like, "Hey, would you like to try these?" And I was like, "Uh." You know, I've, the one that has worked for me in the past was this one because I like how it does these symptoms. And he was like, cool, no problemo based on your health record and yeah. everything. This is fine. And if you need any help and blah, 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 and please call this. And the response was like lo- shorter than what I would have waited in the freaking waiting room. It's so simple. And that would have been two appointments. Yes. And now like I got the uh, skin stuff because I want to try the anti-aging. I need all the help I can get. But they have this stuff for uh, if you have a lower libido, which so many women struggle with this. It's yeah. called Adyi, A-D-D-Y-I. It's an FDA-approved drug um, for low oh libido. God, recently came out. Am I pronouncing it right? I don't know, but I know that this. We've talked about this in class, and this is like a. This is like. It's on the front end. Yeah, it's yeah. so and it's so easy. You just go on. You give your uh, medical history, and like in my case, I had to do a selfie to show my skin. Um, but it's so easy, and if you, um, our listeners will get free shipping on hers by going to forhers dot com slash brain candy seven right now while supplies last. Go to for, so you can see the website for full details, but go to forhers.com slash brain candy seven. That's F O R H E R S dot com slash brain candy seven for her slash brain candy seven. It is such a great site because who has time to go to the doctor all the time, you know? Nobody, nobody, nobody. I'm over it. Yeah, anyway, no, no way. Give it a try. Go check out what they have, you'll love it. Anyway, um, yeah, that personality stuff is freaky. Yeah. You know what? There were so many people that were tested. This is also freaky. Are you, maybe it's not, maybe I'm being mean about it. Are you familiar with uh, umbilical cord jewelry? Oh, hell to the motherfucking no. That's no, 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 no. Here's the rule. If it falls (laughs) off your body, it's not supposed to be on your body. There's the rule. 
You don't puke and save it. You don't take shit and save it. <gasps> Sarah, people are going to be so mad. That's going to be next. Why? Because, uh, Why? because they want to celebrate how the umbilical cord is the way that you nourish your baby when it's in your womb. So it's oh, li- a life source, right? So like, I think there are other ways to celebrate it than wearing it. <laughs> so Exp- no. to people who don't know what it is, when you have a baby and the baby has an umbilical cord stump attached to its belly button for about three weeks after it's born, and then it just sort of scabs over and falls off naturally. And what a lot of women are doing, and this is like a lot of women, they are mm-hmm. saving it when they find it's fallen off, and then they're getting it made into like a necklace that they wear. Okay, this is a little different than what I envisioned. I was thinking they were taking the whole cord and drying it out like some kind of snake skin and turning that into some sort of like, I really did. I was like, are they, is it like an animal hide where now they're like braiding it? This, I, I, I was picturing something very different. Well, I, like a snake skin, she said. I don't, I mean, I was thinking it, it's like a, like an empty and like, and like that, it's a thick, it's a thick membrane. You can dry, that would like dry up. Like I just had a different mental image. Now, ugh, I uh, th- here's where I draw the line is like with wearing it. Like I don't think that because it 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 doesn't. I don't think any like outward displays are a way to like you have to think of what's the intention behind it. Yeah. Like if your intention is I would really like people to ask me about this so then I can go on a 15 minute <laughs> rant about femininity and how we need to be honoring the umbilical cord. Yeah. Then that's not then you you need to do that in a different way, I think. Or whatever, well, but like be honest about why you're doing it. I will say if they are ugly. It, They're pretty. Save it. They- like cuz I'm all about saving things. Like I have a feeling I'm going to save like my baby's first teeth that fall out. Yeah. Like, I'm all about that. I'll save the umbilical cord. I'll save a piece of hair that, and everything. But I'll keep it in a little memento box tucked away for, like, just me, not to, like, share with the world. I don't know. Well, the, That's, like, a weird one One thing me. that's really... Don't at me. No, they will, though. Because they will, they'll give you all the reasons why, for them, it was important. Also, I'm not a mother. As soon as I have a baby, I, like, just like I said, I would be, like, not neurotic, and then I, like, freaked out about nail polish. I <laughs> will... A hundred percent chance I will go back on ninety nine percent of everything I say. I'll be crazy. I'll do weird shit. I'll like who knows. So this is being like I am not o- ovulating right now. So there's like no baby. Yeah, you're not feeling it. I mean, no. this for me falls under the care category of not my cup of tea, but like whatever you want to do, yeah. I don't really care. But they yeah. actually are not ugly. They if you didn't know what they were, it wouldn't freak you out and i think one thing that they liked about it the people that bought them is that they're all different so if you have different kids all of them look different Mm. when they're put into the jewelry and so it's kind of beautiful that whatever and that women do work their butts off when they're pregnant and so (sighs) they want to kind of have a memento that says this is the, the thing that kept my baby alive for you know, yeah. 40 okay. weeks. Okay. I'm softening. I'm softening. But I do right. find it a little gross. I'm not going to lie. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, keep the body stuff that you lose. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, I read a follow-up just came through my feed. Remember how we were just talking about cannibalism and like how you want to eat babies <sighs> alive? 
Yeah. And how there's that yeah. thing in you that where you're like, I just want to eat yep, you. Yep, yep. I gotta bite your little leg. There's a name for it. It's called cute aggression. Oh my god! And it's according to a study that was done, that feeling of just like overwhelming pleasure when you see like a kitten or a puppy or a baby or whatever, like uh, the parts of the brain that light up are like the reward center, the pleasure centers, and then the the feelings of violence are the way or the brain's way of getting you back down to real life to like neutralize the overwhelming love. Oh my gosh. So it's like, you're so flooded with feelings of love and joy. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Chill the fuck out. Exactly. Feel like you need to bite this baby. Yes. And they call it cute aggression. And we all felt that. So it makes sense. Oh my God. It does. And you know what? That does feel like it gets me down to, it like grounds me. What the... (laughs) What the hell? You know, the body is, or the brain especially, is something that never ceases to amaze me. Susie, it's like you keep tossing the basketball up in the air, and I'm just (laughs) dunking it, because the next story I wanted to talk about is I wanted to ask you when you think consciousness ends. Oh my God, I think about this all the time. Like, when is it lights out we're unconscious and not aware anymore that's remember how i told you this is a big debate in eastern culture Mm -hmm. and how they're like not sure when to cremate people because they're like i don't know if they're really dead it's not they don't go by like the heartbeat thing um gosh i really don't know sarah do you have the answer because that would be really helpful (laughs) i you know what i i don't have the answer, unfortunately, or else I would be like, you know, collecting millions somewhere and writing books. Uh, but there are two r- studies recently that are listed in this article that's talking about conscientiousness and when it ends. One study that found they asked people who were had cardiac arrest, went into cardiac arrest, and then were resuscitated. And okay. of like 3,000 people that they had found, I think it was something like 300 plus had lived through it and have memories of what happened. I love these stories. At this time, like a significant amount of people had memories that were very clear of things that happened while they were, while it was like, you know, they were on the table and after their heart had stopped beating. Exactly. So that's how they were able to measure this because their heart were was kaput yeah flatlined yeah yeah it says so like it seems that after three minutes the the heart after the heart wasn't beating that the brain was still active and was still doing stuff in there and then there was another study uh that happened last year that suggested that 10 minutes after death there still are genes in our body that continue to function. And they said the causes of this were unknown. Like the study was, they weren't kind of inconclusive about like why this was, but there was still brain activity that happened up to 10 minutes after people had been, uh, you know, like, um, that is, uh, uh, that's shocking. That's a long time. What do they call it? Well, like when they call it, like when they say, 
Declared dead. dead. That's yeah. the word. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pronounced dead. Mm-hmm. And so it says evidence suggests that perhaps our brains don't completely shut down as quickly as we thought. And then it's just like all those other articles that we read. That's it. It's like wow. still the mystery, but it makes you wonder, <coughs> you know, well, like, yeah. And if what's you go ahead happening in there. Yeah, I do. I am fascinated by it. And it's limited because the people that actually end up dead, we can't get the scoop from them. So we rely on these near-death experiences, which are, of course, imperfect because they survived. Um, But we do read a lot of articles about it, and a lot of them are in The New Yorker. Don't forget about that. We love The New Yorker. I've been really into them this year, of course, because of all the amazing work um, that they've done with the Me Too movement. I mean, they won, mm. like Ronan Farrell won the Pulitzer for his work um, oh, exposing. Oh, that was in the Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. And I just wanted to encourage people to check them out because it's a little bit of everything. Like they have people, a lot of people probably know their cartoons because they're so cool. And they now have this crossword that I love doing. But they have everything from like politics to pop culture to literature They've even had um, poetry and really just something for everyone. And they have such a good deal going right now. So I just want to encourage people to, you know, take advantage of the best writing anywhere, everywhere. And the features that they have, the humor, blah, blah, blah. You get it. Don't mm-hmm. wait. Go to newyorker.com slash brain candy. Listen, listeners of podca- our podcast get 50% off when they enter code brain candy with this special offer, you'll receive 12 issues for $6 plus get the exclusive New Yorker tote bag, which I carry favorite all the time. You can choose between print digital or a combo print plus digital subscriptions, subscribe to the New Yorker and read something that means something that's 12 issues for $6. I cannot emphasize that enough and a free tote bag. When you go to newyorker.com slash brain candy. I, it's like deal of the century. Death. Remember last, I mean, gosh, it must've been a hundred episodes ago. We were talking about near death experiences and how yep. like some hospitals put secret things yep. on top shelf so that if you are floating yep. out of your body and then come back, they'll ask you like, did you see anything? Yep. And we're still waiting to hear like if anybody actually... That's been unsuccessful. But I've had so far. out of body experiences. I had what one those very like? cl- one. Well, I had one very like I knew what was happening, and I knew it was happening, and then I get scared and like go back in. It's like it's kind of like. Can you see yourself below? Like- I, no, I couldn't see myself, but I was very aware of everything in the room. But it wasn't like okay. So how it first started, and I've, I I probably have shared this on here before, but. It was a million episodes ago. So I'm laying in my bed and it's like in that halfway between awake and sleep. Must have been like really early in the morning or late at night. And I felt like a buzzing in my whole body. Like it started to... And I remember being really warm and like nice and toasty warm. And the buzzing felt like it was like taking over my body. And I kind of just like surrendered to that buzzing and it felt like my body was like on drugs. Like it was like very tingly and there was like a sound, like a buzzing sound that kind of like took over, I guess my, my felt like everything. And then it felt like I rolled out of my body. Like I, I, it was like almost like you're, 
you know, like doing a steamroller move. And you just, hmm. I rolled out and then I could see everything in the room. Oh my God, I could remember this like it was yesterday. I could see every single thing in the room very, very clearly. But the outline was kind of like, you know, in Disney's, in Dumbo, when they have the pink elephants on parade and they're just the neon outlines of the elephants. Yeah. Are you familiar with yeah. that scene? Yeah. Okay. So it was like a neon outline, like a little buzzy line that outlined everything. So everything didn't have a very particular, like, it wasn't like I saw things in like a three-dimensional way, like how I'm looking at things right now, or four, three-dimensional. Um, it was like a buzzy, fuzzy outline of like, this is where something with that takes up space and matter is, you know? Wow. And it was very... And then I was like, I felt myself like overcome with like laughter. And I like, I remember myself like starting to laugh because it like, I, I felt very like strange, but also enjoyable. Joyful, yeah. And also, yeah, joyful. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> but then I got kind of scared because I was like, maybe I'm going crazy because this is insane. And I felt like I got sucked back in almost as if like, like you did like a, an explosion in reverse. Like if you played a, a Whoa, video of an explosion but played cool. it backwards and you went like and like got sucked back in, that's what it felt like. It felt like I existed in that whole room and I wasn't just a person or like a, ver- a solid thing. I was like space. And then all of a sudden I got sucked back into my body and then I woke up and I remember like laughing and then being overwhelmed with like, holy shit, what was that? And I had no idea about any of that. And then I looked up buzzing while sleeping and all of this came up about out-of-body experiences. And I was like, holy shit, that's exactly what happened to me. So I researched it it after I felt it. How many times have you had that? Twice. The other time was when I was on my honeymoon and I listened to one of those audio tracks to induce it. Like the Byernal Beats or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you pronounce it. Yep. I always pronounce it wrong. But uh, I listened to that and I induced it and I felt like it was too much too fast and it, it kind of scared me. Yeah. Like it, I went to that place where my I had like paralysis, sleep paralysis. Oh, I remember where I was that. Like screaming, yes. but I couldn't move and it was so uncomfortable. And I was like, shit, I messed with fire and I got burned. Wow. So I was like, fuck, you got to do it. You're like, highly that, susceptible yeah. to suggestion too. So like you yeah. really and open up your mind. And all that. Yeah. I can, I can clear out, yeah, some space in my mind pretty. I think it's just because I have a really active imagination and I can kind of get that to like, I just think about things. Mm-hmm. I can like feel my brain thinking. Well, I'm jealous. Like, I want to do it. My brain it is. I think you could just practice. Right. That's what they say. And make, you know. I mean, what's the Listen advantage, to- though? What do you think it helps you in any way? Ooh, well, is it calming or something? One of the one of the articles in that brain, the brain article that um, uh, with the conscientious stuff, yeah. that was linked. That linked me to another article on um, these Buddhist monks that were studied who report having something similar to a near death experience, which is kind of like an out of body experience, and they say that it talked about how they can like separate the self from everything. Like, so they're, they're less, it's like a, a ego death, like where, where you're more connected to each living thing. And yeah. You I'm feel into less, that. That's what Bill Hicks yeah. said he had when he did like shrooms or something. 
Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Well, and that's that's the difference between like doing it on natural and doing it with drugs. Like, yeah, uh, you can get to the top of the mountain multiple ways. Sure, you can climb the mountain or you can take the tram. And I think t- the drugs are like taking a, you know the elevator up or taking the the fast way up. And you may mi- I think you miss a lot of the journey. I think you miss a lot of like what can be learned along the way on future mountains you climb. But you can get to the top. And, uh, so yeah, you know, that's my take on, on psychedelics and out-of-body experiences and <laughs> well, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Let, so that's what I think is to be gained. Then I think that it's high time that I brought it down to low hanging flute fruit, which is, um, about how the, <laughs> they found a 500 year old skeleton in London that was wearing thigh high leather boots. Get out of town. <laughs> they do say it's the oldest profession. <laughs> It was a man, though. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I love this. We Now, that's what I'd like to see. Like, what, wouldn't it be nice? Imagine everybody's husband that you know in thigh-high leather boots and all of us like, yes, get <laughs> yes, it, queen. bro. Um, well, th- the, they suspect, of course, that because this was in a riverbed, it was probably like waders, essentially. He was probably mm. a fisherman using oh, yeah, them yeah, for yeah. that That's purpose. Exactly what it was. But yeah. it's so cool because this 500-year-old skeleton, like the, I guess it's leather, stayed intact. So it's like he, the skeleton is still wearing them. Oh, my God. Which I want to see that so picture. That's cool. Awesome. And, you know, everyone's doing these tweets like... Because the, t- the the name of the article was like, you know, 500-year-old skeleton found wearing thigh-high leather boots. And people would write, like, me waiting for you to tell me whether you're going to come out on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love it. Oh, that's so funny. And then um, also, I feel like we need to mourn the – well, you know what? Let me what? Let me talk about this first. Let me talk about if you happen to be getting married – I wanted to remind you guys to try Zola, which is the wedding company that will do anything for love. They've reinvented the wedding planning and registry experience to make you the happiest couple because everything's easier and it's better for your guests. So what they have is a system where you can just have everything in one place. You can plan your wedding. You can get save the dates and invitations. They have a registry that's easy to use and they have awesome planning tools for people because I think planning a wedding can really be overwhelming. And well, I know that. And I was like, thank. I, pfft, <laughs> and this is a free wedding website that you can use. And they have hundreds of beautiful wedding website designs to choose from. So you can personalize your page. People can get group gifts. They can go together and get you stuff. They can do like subscriptions for you. But the save the dates and invitations are really cool because they have tons of options that you can choose from and themes and things like that. And it, you can go to their website you, to start your free wedding website or registry on Zola. Go to Zola.com slash brain candy. That's Z-O-L-A.com slash brain candy. Just go there, start your website and registry, and and then you get a discount on stuff afterward, 20% off on the remaining gifts on your registry when your wedding's over and maybe people didn't get you everything. You can... You know, get a deal on the mm-hmm. remaining oh, stuff. That's the best. Um, yeah, just fill it with everything, <clears throat> and then you could just. Get it. But I say all that because it reminded me this story. I'm, I'm mourning the end of a relationship between the 300 year old p- pirate 
uh, ghost. Oh. And his beloved bride. Do they need a, a we're getting divorced cake? <laughs> I mean, if those two kids can't make ship? it, who can? If oh. you can't make it work with a ghost. Their relationship sank. <laughs> you're welcome. Boy, when you're not in school, Sarah, you are on it. Yep. There you go, people. That's a breakfast joke. The Irish woman who married that 300-year-old ghost pirate says they split up. And the article was so funny because it said it was – it's a real, um, you know, kick in the teeth for him because he was uh, executed for thieving 300 years ago. I mean, it's really – it's really (laughs) – he can't catch a break, basically. I mean, how long do you have to pay, like – alimony if you're <laughs> undead undead and yeah because i bet he has a lot of booty do we part but mm-hmm. so maybe they didn't and use Zola. by the way i maybe said it was, was a breakfast joke because it was the most important joke of the day okay 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 so i wanted to make sure people understood that because they're probably like it's not a breakfast joke it's a pirate joke and then i'd have to be like no 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 i'm so sorry that you i know. didn't get it sarah Oh, it's okay. (laughs) You laugh plenty hard at other jokes. Um, And I was reaching. I was reaching. That's what happens when you're... By the way... Self-centered. This loogie that I have in my throat is driving me crazy, but uh, I found out recently, because you don't have tonsils, you really can't (sighs) hawk up a loogie. Suze, I'm so glad that you brought this up so that somebody (laughs) maybe out there can go, yes, this is a real thing, and I understand, I feel your pain. I know that it's because I can't get enough like traction for it to like Definitely. It's terrible. And I can't. It's like stuck there and it's and it's really freaking uncomfortable. And it's like a kid like babies before they learn how to do that and they like choke on their own like mucus. <laughs> if do you know of this? Yeah. How like babies can't clear their throat, so they're like, oh, oh, oh. that's what I'm like all the time. And like, like when it's the allergy season, yeah. And like I just make this awful noise that sounds like a cat. It sounds trying to like cough a fur ball. I mean, it's like really intense it's, hawking. You know why it sounds like that? Because Landon is the one who's trying to teach me how to do this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so I'm just mimicking the noises <laughs> he makes, and that's probably not even what I'm supposed to do. But I'm just trying to sound like him, and I I can't do it to save my life. And so that's I'm right. always envious when. And you're able to do yeah, that. Yeah, just get it up. Um, get it up. Uh, <laughs> but keeping with the sort of wedding theme, uh, yeah. there was this viral, oh my God, I love these, where like Bridezilla's, you know, this lady oh, God. sent out an email to, I guess, all of her guests. And she oh, no. wanted to organize like one of those choreographed dances that some people like to have at their <sighs> wedding. And yeah. then... So she was assigning people different things to wear, but it was based mm-hmm. upon weight. So what like if you, you were a woman from 100 to 150 pounds, you were told to wear like bright colors and this scarf and all this stuff. But if you were over 150, you had to wear all black. And why? Because clearly she's fat phobic or whatever and thought... What is that about? That is crazy. And then there were different weights for the men too. Like anyone up to 200 pounds could wear like camouflage, ugly crap. And oh, then no. all the men over that weight had to wear black. And then they had to bring another outfit that they had to wear for like after the dance. They had to look 
great. And they, she told them they had to at least spend $1,000 on their outfit. And they all had oh. to wear Christian Louboutin shoes. What? $1,000 on their outfits? Yes. And she was like... There, listen, yeah. there are two things. There's <laughs> no... I Okay. The statement, you have to spend $1,000 on the outfit, and the description of the outfit or option of the outfit being camouflage are two things that don't exist in the same universe. Well, so that outfit was separate. Like, you had to spend $1,000 on the... Um, the good outfit that you ter- put on after the dance routine. What? Like, you know. Now you're, who is this woman? It's terrible. And somebody posted it on Reddit. And Dude, she's the actual worst. The actual worst. Who, how does she even have that many friends? This was, by the way, oh submitted by a brainiac named M. M, thank you for sending me this story because it's hilarious and terrible and I love it. Oh my God. I don't God. understand how someone gets to that point in their life though where... They actually, first of all, have enough friends when they're such a terrible person and then feel like they are that important that they can tell people what to do and be fat shaming, et cetera. Where do people like, I felt guilty having to just having people be bridesmaids is a lot to ask. Yes. Yeah. To be like, uh, I need you to get this dress in like this color, but like whichever style you want, just this color, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be accommodating. Like this is crazy. And to ask people to spend money, like any dollar amount is insane. If you want them to like spend a specific dollar amount, guess what? You're spending that dollar amount on them. Right. I feel like people should have the option of doing absolutely nothing and it would be fine. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think the whole wedding thing is a part of this thing we talk about with the pictures oh. and the social media stuff. It's even worse than it used to be, and it's always been bad. It's bad. I, You know, afterwards, I wish I would have... There's so many things I would have done different. Oh, I loved your wedding. I, well, yeah, I know. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> but I don't remember shit, and awesome. I feel like we could have saved like... 50% of that and the stuff that I really do enjoy doing, I outsourced and I felt like, what the fuck? I yeah, wish I would have done that. Good point. Good I point. wish I would have done all of my own flowers. Like those are the, the kind of things that like, you know, you have to find what matters to you. Yeah, you're right. And you have to do that. Whatever that is. If, the, if you don't give a crap about any of that stuff and what matters to you is family, mm-hmm. then spend it time, like spend all the money on you know, forget all that other bullshit and spend mm-hmm. stuff on like, so you can have like three days with your family or whatever it is. Like, I agree. Chain, like allocate funds towards your values. I agree. I think we've learned Thank a you, lot Suze. today. I love when you say that. It's like music to my ears. <laughs> um, I think that's all for now, but just keep getting in the holiday spirit. And um, don't forget to leave us a five-star review, please, and subscribe. Yes, that is my favorite Christmas present. Yes. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.